0: Good morning, Africa, and welcome to Daybreak Africa from the Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vungani in Washington. Today is Thursday, June the 16th, and here are some of the stories we're covering for you this morning. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta is calling for the deployment of a regional force to restore security in the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. And France says that its forces in Mali have captured a senior Islamic State figure.
1: It was an operation carried out by French forces in the three border area in southern Mali. Uh, They said that they held this person in captivity for several days. He has now been handed over to the Malian authorities.
0: A Nigerian political scientist says that the country needs more leaders who can solve the numerous problems facing the country and not what religion they profess or what region of the country they come from.
2: And I think what Nigeria needs now really is not uh, precisely what religion or what region any particular political leader is coming from, but who has the capacity to resolve the obvious you know, national issues that we have all over the place.
0: That is Kabiru Matu, professor of political science at the University of Abuja. An Islamist attack in Burkina Faso Saturday killed at least 79 people and underscored increasing insecurity in the Sahel country. We'll have those stories and more coming up right here on Daybreak Africa. Stay tuned. For our top story, France announced that soldiers from its Operation Bakan, that is fighting Islamist militants in the Sahel region, had captured a senior Islamic State figure in Mali. The French Armed Forces Ministry said Oud al-Bakaye was captured earlier this week, close to the border between Mali and Niger. French troops were deployed in 2013 to push back militants linked to al-Qaeda and then Islamic State. However, it's currently concluding its mission and preparing to withdraw its forces after tension with Mali's military junta strained the relationship between the two countries. For more on today's news and what the withdrawal could portend for the security in the region, I reached analyst and reporter Catherine Field in Paris.
1: In a statement, the French military said that this man had been arrested over the weekend. It was an operation carried out by French forces in the three-border area in southern Mali. Uh, They said that they held this person in captivity for several days. He has now been handed over to the Malian authorities. This particular person was very important. They said he'd been seen as a a potential IS leader in the region. They say that he was an explosives expert. He was responsible for many abuses against civilians across the country. He was also accused of having planned attacks against French military bases in Mali, including those in Gao. That's, of course, where France's main military base is located. And they say that he was planning to carry out attacks on French forces during the next couple of months when those final French forces will withdraw by road from Mali.
0: And, you know, speaking of the withdrawal, what what is the status of the French troops withdrawal process from Mali? And has there been any discussions to delay the withdrawal, given the clear threat from Islamist insurgents in the region?
1: The French troops handed back uh, a base in northeastern Mali just a few days ago. Uh, It was program withdrawal they handed it back just as UN officials in that region were saying, look, please, can you find some way to stay here, yes, please, uh, they were saying, because there is fear that the area uh, will become vulnerable to attacks from jihadists. Now, of course, we know that the relations between Paris and Bamako are not good. They have not improved uh, ever since France announced back in February that it was pulling out, uh, France is fairly adamant that until there is a return to civilian rule in Mali, they cannot see any way uh, that they can extend their state despite the security threats on the ground.
0: That was Catherine Field, a reporter and regional analyst, I reached in Paris. An Islamist militant attack in Burkina Faso Saturday killed at least 79 people and underscored increasing insecurity in the Sahel country, despite a military-led government. Security analysts say that Burkina Faso has replaced Mali as the epicenter of the region's conflict. But Mali, also led by its military, has seen mounting fatalities as well, while the army continues its claims of success in the fight against militants. Ani Riesenbach reports from Bamako.
3: Islamist militants launched an attack Saturday in the Setenga Commune in northern Burkina Faso, leaving at least 79 dead, according to government reports. The attack comes after months of increasing violence in both Mali and Burkina Faso, both countries currently under military rule. ACLED, the Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Project, now puts Burkina Faso as the epicenter of the Sahel conflict. Though violence has drastically increased in Burkina Faso, Mali too has seen an increase in violence since 2022, particularly in the Menaka and Gao regions where there have already been more civilians killed by Islamist groups in 2022 than in any previous year. Abdulaziz Azebu, a security consultant working in Burkina Faso, said via a messaging app from Ouagadougou that these Islamist groups work across borders and have put not just the Sahel at risk, but coastal West African countries. Benin and Togo suffered attacks by Islamist militants in April and May. He says, if we want to fight against people who have erased borders, we have to also work in an integrated manner. If Mali takes care of itself, and Burkina Faso also tries to move forward in its own manner, as long as there is no synergy of action the problem will just get worse. Ali Tunkara is a security analyst and director of the Center for Security and Strategic Studies in the Sahel, a Bamako-based think tank. He echoes Azebo's assertion that a more integrated approach is needed. Mali recently announced its withdrawal from the G5 Sahel, a regional task force. Via a messaging out from Bamako, he says despite this, There are still agreements between the two countries that should allow for cooperative military action. He says we need for these bilateral accords to take precedence over the old G5 Sahel agreement. These countries will need to combine efforts. If they do not do this, the fight against Islamists will be almost impossible. Dan Isenga is a research fellow at the Africa Center for Strategic Studies at the National Defense University in Washington, D.C. He says that in some ways the Setenga attack is characteristic of the violence that has plagued the region in recent years that the scale of civilian deaths sticks out. I think not only are we looking at a situation where the security situation in both countries is likely to continue to deteriorate and possibly deteriorate at a at a much more rapid pace um that w- You know, we can expect that these junta's will continue to make the claim that, uh, you know, because of that deterioration, they need to remain in power. Mali's military government previously cited the country's insecurity as a reason that elections could not be held in February of this year, as originally promised. The army has launched a publicized military campaign against Islamists, the claims of which often conflict with local reports of the military killing civilians rather than Islamist extremists. Mali was sanctioned by regional bloc ECOWAS over the elections delay in January after they announced a new plan to hold elections in 2026. ECOWAS released a statement today condemning the Setenga attack and will be holding a meeting on the situations in Burkina Faso and Mali on July 3rd. Annie Reisenberg for VOA News, Bamako, Mali.
0: Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta is calling for the deployment of a regional force to restore security in the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo, where heavy fighting has been taking place between government forces and the rebel M23 group. In a statement, President Kenyatta said the latest hostilities had created a serious threat to the success of the regional leadership work that includes the promotion of outcomes of the inter-Congolese consultations of the Nairobi process. He said that the East African Regional Force would be deployed to the Ituri, North Kivu, and South Kivu provinces immediately to stabilize the zone and enforce peace in support of the DRC Security Forces and MONUSCO. Meanwhile, East African lawmakers are calling for regional states to urgently intervene in the deteriorating security situation in eastern DRC. Moses Javier reports from Arusha.
4: The M23, which was labelled as an armed group by the government of the Democratic Republic of Congo this week, released a statement stating that it captured the city of Bunagana. It follows clashes with DRC government forces, forcing more than 100 Congolese soldiers to cross into neighbouring Uganda during Monday's clash. George Odong is a regional lawmaker from Uganda.
2: Whenever we have had situations like this, the community goes silent. Because we do not have sufficient tools, we have not enhanced our capacity as a region. There are groups that have already been designated as terrorist groups.
4: The DRC accuses the M23 of destabilizing the eastern part of the country despite an agreement for talks in Nairobi backed by Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta. Dennis Namara is a lawmaker from Uganda.
5: The challenge is that ESC cannot intervene. Even if we have admitted DRC, it has not deposited the instruments. Because now even the hands are tied. Whereas the region would want to intervene, now it becomes difficult. But once they have deposited the instruments, we can even put the staff can stand by forces to neutralize the enemy within DRC.
4: The DRC joined the community earlier this year and has up to 29th September to undertake internal and constitutional procedures to ratify the treaty with the Secretary General. Gideon Gatpan, a lawmaker from South Sudan, warns of regional insecurity. Uh, we, as members of parliament, are really disturbed. We need a quick action from the members of summit. We don't have to leave it to continue the way it is. If East Africans are not uh, precocious enough to be able to arrest this kind of situation quickly, it may get out of our hands. Fred Kasambide is a regional lawmaker from
5: Uganda. The incendiary nature
2: of the cataclysm
5: that has the effect of causing the wars in Eastern Congo is a governance issue. There is a multiplicity of cocoons of fighting entities.
4: The heads of state of the East African Community recently met in Nairobi and directed all armed groups in the DRC to participate unconditionally in the political process to resolve their grievances. Those groups that failed to do so would be handled militarily by the region. The ESC heads of state have yet to react to the latest developments in Democratic Republic of Congo. Moses Aviarimana, VOA Africa, Arusha,
0: Tanzania. Daybreak Africa continues. A Nigerian political scientist says what the country needs right now are leaders who can solve the numerous problems facing the country and not what religion they profess or what region of the country they hail from. Kabiru Mato is professor of political science at the University of Abuja. His comments come at a time when the presidential candidates of Nigeria's two major political parties are on the verge of choosing their running mates. For the 2023 election, Bola Ahmed Tinubu of the ruling All Progressives Congress, APC, and Atiku Abubakar of the Opposition People's Democratic Party, PDP, both Muslims and from the South. Speculations are abounded that they would choose Muslim or Christian running mates. Professor Mato tells VOS James Barty that Abubakar will likely choose a Christian running mate from the South and Tinubu will most likely pick a Muslim from the North.
2: Nigeria is such a very funny country. We always have one reason or the other to differ even at times where the nation is in dire stress. And I think what Nigeria needs now really is not uh, precisely what religion or what the region any particular political leader is coming from. But who has the capacity to resolve the obvious, you know, national issues that we have all over the place? The question of insecurity, the question of economic, uh, you know, underdevelopment, uh, social insurrection, and even uh, political instability itself. What the common Nigerian needs now is effective leadership out of these woods. You know, rather than which region of the country, what language or what religion does any particular political leader profess.
4: But, Professor, um, don't you think that uh, religion matters, especially in Nigeria, where there continues to be an explosion of religion-inspired Violent.
2: James, I tell you that what the common man wants in this Nigeria is effective governance, ways and means that the common people will get out of this very dangerous situation that we find ourselves in. It's fundamental. But it's the political elites, the economic elites as well that always tend to present one, you know, imaginary distraction or the other. It really doesn't matter. If, if there is light in one house, there will always be light in another house. If there is no pipe on water in any particular community, be you Muslim or Christian, Hausa, igbo or Yoruba, or any of the ethnic groups, it doesn't really matter. If, if you go to the hospital, you know, like uh, I always said, you are not worried about the religion of the doctor or the nurse who looks after you. Your interest is how do I get well? So why why is it that the elite will always try to bring one minor excuse or the other and other to continue? Just because they want to control political powers.
4: Professor, let's assume for those who are thinking along those lines, which of the candidates would this scenario of religion be more acute? Would it be in the case of uh, Tinumu or Atiku Abubakar? What
2: you see, the issue that Nigerians have already made up their minds a long time ago as far as, you know, this sectarian partisanship is concerned, and i like to make this abundantly clear. Nigeria is fundamentally a multi-religious state, but there are more states in this country that uh, could be said to have certain majority, whether Muslim majority or Christian majority than the other. So, Achiko Abakar is likely going to pick up Eranimate from the southern part of this country, and it's... Uh, most likely going to be a Christian. But for Bolatine, who is a Muslim from the southwestern part of this country, to win this election squarely, he will require perhaps to likely take al really met a Muslim from the northern part of this country.
4: Professor Kabiru Mato, thank
0: you so much. It's always a pleasure to speak with you.
2: Thank you very much, James. Quite a long time.
0: That was Professor Kabiru Mato, Professor of Political Science at the University of Abuja, He was speaking to VOA's James Bati. Rwanda's Consumer Price Index shows that yearly inflation increased by nearly 15% in May compared to the same month last year. The figures come from the new data released by the National Institute of Statistics of Rwanda last week. From Kigali, Dayan Iriza has the story.
6: The figures show that on a monthly basis, the index measuring local goods showed an increase of 1.6% and almost 3% on imported goods. The cost of fresh products rose by about 3%. The price of housing, water, electricity, gas and other fuels increased by 8% on an annual basis and decreased by 0.3% on a monthly basis. Transport prices went up by nearly 8% annually and increased by 1% sent monthly A cross-section of Rwandans have expressed their frustration towards the latest increase in fuel prices and that has also led to an increase in the cost of other commodities. Analysts say if a liter of petrol or diesel increases by $0.29 U.S. dollars, it can have a huge impact on the daily lives of people, such as the transport costs of those who go to bring potatoes from Musanze District, sand, cement from Mugarama in Rusizi District, milk from Mutara, Niagara, District or vegetables. Among those commenting on the rise are a social worker, a businessman, and a restaurant owner.
2: With this increase of prices of the fuel, it is affecting even the commodities. The commodities that I need for everyday life, and um, as a person, I'm, I'm actually uh, I'm paying more than I than, than I used to, to do. So it is something that I'm I'm not. It's not familiar because my 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 salary, my salary, I'm a salary uh, I depend on my salary. So everything has increased. My size not increased. So uh, I don't know even know how to manage my money right now, in this new uh, economy with the new prices. Inflation that is going on is like it's affecting the business in, in in terms of like it's affecting the scalability of
4: the business. You you don't know how to move our skills because even when you're talking to investors and shareholders we don't know we can't predict what's going to happen in the future because the prices are going high and and it's so hard to convince uh potential investors in our businesses so in terms of involvement and and expansion of the businesses we're kind of stuck
6: As a person running a, a restaurant business apart from the rising of the prices there's also a shortage of products And it's so hard for us to convince a client who was used to buying a plate of food at, let's say, 2,000 to 3,000. Most of them do not understand this. So we would like the government to reduce on the price and increase on the products on the market. The price of a litre of diesel has increased by $1.45, while that of petrol has gone up to $1.41. Diesel costs rose by nearly 10%, or 13 cents U.S. dollars a litre, while that of petrol rose by nearly 7.5%, or $0.01 U.S. dollars per litre. The government of Rwanda says it is going to subsidize fuel costs with over $13 million U.S. dollars in two months, that is June and July. I'm Diana Iriza reporting from Kigali, Rwanda.
0: And still in East Africa, in Uganda, the country presented a record 48 trillion shillings budget or some 12 billion U.S. dollars with an emphasis on security as a tool for development. Officials say they will fund agriculture as a measure to mitigate rising commodity prices. Reporter Mugume davis Rwakarinji has more from Kampala.
5: The theme of Uganda's budget for the new financial year is Full monetization of Uganda's economy through commercial agriculture, industrialization, expanding and broadening services, digital transformation, and market access. Uganda's finance minister, Matiya Kaseja, presented the budget. He said that about 63% of the budget will be funded by domestic revenues up to the tune of 30 trillion Uganda shillings or about $9 billion. The balance will be funded through borrowing and donations. The government allocated 3.9 trillion Uganda shillings or more than 1 billion U.S. dollars for peace and security, 1 billion U.S. dollars for health, and some 372 million dollars for agro-industrialization. He said Uganda's economy is projected to expand this year by 162 trillion Uganda shillings or some 45.7 billion U.S. dollars.
4: Economic activity has been more buoyant at the the growth rate of 4.6% per annum this financial year, up from 3.5% of last year. This shows that the economy is on a path to full recovery from the COVID-19
5: disruptions. Minister Kasajja says this year's budget aims at helping citizens move from subsistence living into formal economy. He says imports of goods have increased significantly to U.S. dollars 6.4 billion in the year to April 2020 from U.S. dollars 5 billion in the previous 12 months. He attributes this to investments in oil and gas sector. To support recovery of the economy, the government has provided credit relief to borrowers as well as funding to micro, small, medium and large enterprises and businesses. To mitigate rising commodity prices... Kasaja says the budget supports small farmers to grow fast-maturing food and oil seeds to ensure sufficient domestic supplies. He says the government has allocated some more than $300 billion US billion through what is known as the parish development model, where money is channeled to the last person in the respective villages. He said this will benefit more than 3.5 million Ugandans.
4: Agricultural production will be enhanced using the first pillar of the parish development model, ...that addresses production, agro-processing and marketing... ...through enhanced access and entry to national, regional and global markets.
5: Christine Birinjiro is the program's manager at Uganda Debt Network... ...an anti-corruption group that promotes good governance. She says this year's budget is not a pro-people budget as earlier promised. She says the government did not allocate enough funds... ...to key service sectors like health and local government...
3: Another sector that was grossly underfunded is agriculture because we see this is the mainstay of our economy. It is the biggest employer in the economy, especially for the rural uh, population. But we see that uh, it was allocated about 500 billion and this is less than 3% of the national budget.
5: Birindu says the government should also avoid unnecessary spending and mismanagement. This year's budget did not introduce new taxes, and it provided tax exemptions for the supply of oxygen cylinders and assistive devices for persons with disabilities. For VOA News, I am Mugume Davis Rwakarindu, Kampala, Uganda.
0: And that's it for this edition of The Break Africa. We thank you for spending this morning with us. For more African news and features, visit our website at voaafrica.com. Remember to connect with us on all social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Instagram. We are also on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, I'm Jackson Vunganyi in Washington wishing you a great week ahead, Africa.
6: Hey sports fans,
4: brighten your day by tuning into the sunny side of sports Monday through Friday at 1630 and 1830 UTC. Join us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash VOA sunny and on Twitter at VOA sunny sports or check out the blog at blogs.voanews.com forward slash sunny. It's the sunny side of sports right here on the
6: Voice of America.